Hey, what's going on, friends? Welcome back to the Living Out Love podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Rick Gross. And I'm Sam Sabrone. And uh, we are very excited to be joining you again today. Um, you know, obviously, we're, we've been missing a person for a while now, you know. Man, yeah. Sarah, I'll tell you what, when you're talented and, you know, getting pulled in a bunch of different directions, it's a lot of times you don't have time for a podcast. We, also, okay. miss, we also miss the sweets. Yeah, uh, right. You know, we also do miss our, our sweet treats. But that's okay, because we're happy for Sarah and... Even though Sarah might not be on here regularly, she will still be a person that we, you know, a guest we get to bring on uh, when she's able to, and she has been so helpful in helping us get to where we're at right now. So we are grateful for her. Sarah, we miss you. We do miss you. Come back quick. Come back. Come back when you can. Um, but yeah, so we uh, have been obviously in this podcast now for almost a year. Isn't that wild? That is crazy. Like we actually have been doing it for almost a year. That's that's. Man, time flies when you're having fun. Um, so we obviously, you know, talked about making this podcast, living out love, because we believe, especially as Christ followers, um, that we should be intentionally looking for opportunities to live out love, like we see in Scripture and the example Absolutely. that Jesus put for us. Uh, and actually, this recently we've been really focused on uh, some Scripture that we find in First uh, Corinthians that really gives us a detailed look of what love is supposed to look like. Yeah, lots of that, lots of aspects to it. What it does look like and what it doesn't look like, which has been helpful, right? Because sometimes it's good to know, well, here's how you do it, but also here's how to not do it, right? Here's, yep. if you're doing this, you're wrong, right? Right, exactly. Um, so, you know, we've, looking at 1 Corinthians 13, 4, uh, talking about love. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Wow. So we obviously get this picture, uh, a very detailed picture, you know, that Paul writes to the church in Corinth, uh, talking about this is what love is and this is what love is not. And so what we've been doing is really looking at each one of these like items on this list that he's, you know, using to describe love. And uh, so this week we want to uh, focus on, um, it is uh, not easily angered. Um, and Whoa. <laughs> Good topic. I feel like, right. Yeah. Like, I feel like each time that we uncover one of these, like I, I always initially approach it in a, oh yeah, I got that. And then like, if I, when I really start to do the self-examination, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't something that I'm as good at. Humility checking in. Right. So, you know, what it, we we hear that it does not easily anger, Sam. What like how do you like easily angered? What how does that what does that mean to you? Well, yeah, it's interesting with the easily angered one because obviously uh um it's something that uh, you don't really plan on happening, right? You don't plan on going from super mellow and relaxed to angry and on a scale of 1 to 10, sometimes we go 0 to 8 or 9 yep. really quick. And, and it's very unintentional. It's, it's, it's an emotion. You know, I feel like we get all emotional and we get angry. And uh, obviously, that definitely counterbalances love when you're getting upset over something that might not be that big a deal, but we let our emotions kind of take over uh, instead of focusing on the Holy Spirit. Well, and I, I love that you're talking about the emotional side of it, Sam, because I think um, something that I've heard, and I don't remember who told me this, but it was years ago, but they said that, you know, our emotional response is generally wrong. Like our initial emotional yep. response to things, good or bad, yep. is initially misplaced, Yeah, right? Yep. It's, a, it's either 
too much on the good side or too much on the bad side, right? Right. And so I think that one of the things that we have to really focus on when we talk about this is is really like looking at, because what we're talking about is self-control, right? We're talking about yes. the idea that I'm not going to allow my circumstances to dictate how I react. But that takes time, right? Because, you know, so a lot of times we're invested in these environments and in these circumstances, right? So it's not just like, you know, the slow to anger is different when somebody cuts you off in the road than when it's your kids, yeah, you know? Yeah, Right, like, like you sure. know, like... So, so if somebody cuts me off in the road, first off, I'm just, I don't know if I've confessed this in here before, but I am seriously a mellow driver. Like I'm so mellow. <laughs> like I never touch my horn. I just, because like it just, there's plenty of other things that I can get frustrated with. Other people's like poor driving decision is not something that I'm going to let bother me. Good for you. Right. I need to work <laughs> on that problem. <laughs> but so something like that is whatever. But then, you know, let's change the circumstances, right? And parents out there, you know what it is. It seems like our kids know the days that everything else has been the hardest, right? Like, so yeah. the day where you go to work and like nothing goes right and like you get into your car and it's on empty and you have to stop and get gas and you were already running late to work and then you get to work and the three projects you're working on, none of them have advanced anything and they've all got issues and you've got people in your office complaining. And then on your way home, like, you know, you almost get hit and you're dealing with traffic on the way home. And then you get home and you realize that you left something at work, right? It just goes on. And then you, all of that has happened. And then you get home and then it's just like your kids like flip the switch, right? And they're just like, okay, then they're on. And so you haven't been home all day. So they want to spend time with you and whatever. And so they're saying this and doing this and whatever. And you're asking them to do things. And they're not listening. And so you've already reached your breaking point because of all the other stuff that's happened in the day. So then you get home to your family and then they get the overflow Absolutely. of all the buildup throughout the day. Right. And so maybe we've been slow to anger for part of our day, but then we get home and it's like, well, I can't do it anymore. Right. So, you know, a lot of it is, we have to become very agile emotionally when it comes down to kind of dealing with some of this stuff. But obviously like there's not a one size fits all answer to this as well. So what, you know, obviously there's different circumstances that come up, but what do you say, Sam, like, what is the, what is your button? Like, what, what do you say? Like one of your biggest buttons is, you know, and maybe it's something specific that somebody does or doesn't do, or maybe it's a broad thing. Like, you know, I don't like, when people leave doors open or whatever. Yeah, one thing I think that has been a button for me that I'm really trying to work on is I get bothered or easily angered by a, a lack of courtesy from other people. Mm. And for example, vacation, right? Uh, vacations are supposed to be super fun and relaxed and just enjoying yourselves. Uh, we took the family to New York City a couple weeks ago and I found myself getting very anxious and upset. And it's because I got two little ones. And when they travel, they don't think about courtesy because they're, they're little kids. They're not thinking about, oh, I shouldn't be on my phone walking up the aisle of the airplane because I'm knocking into people, right? <laughs> um, so I get anxious and upset with them because I don't want people doing that to us, so I don't want us to do it to other people. Well, plus it's a reflection of you, right? Your kids, how they act is a reflection of you, whether it's them doing something that you've told them a hundred times not to do, right? Or it's something they should be doing. They're still a reflection of you. So even that in the subconscious, even if you're not like, that's not the main thing, that's still going to be an underlying thing too of like, yo, you're representing us. Like, yeah, yes, absolutely. So 
um, I, you know, and, and it, my wife even said, listen, you got to you got to mellow out a little bit when we travel. It's supposed to be a lot more relaxed. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I know I need to work on it because they're not being malicious. Right. But they are being um, not disrespectful, but not paying attention and being courteous. And I, and I think it's uh, it's something that I just expect kind of like treat your neighbor the way you want to be treated. Well, I want to treat those people with courtesy because I expect courtesy too. Like, you know, and you're right. Being a mellow driver, that's such a gift. Good for you. Like even the, like even the person, like when we're all trying to get off the airplane, you got little kids, you want to get off the airplane too, right? The guy that's in the very back just comes storming through, right? <laughs> and right. When we're all because his getting... destination is significantly more important than anybody else's destination on the plane, right? Right. <laughs> like we're all trying to get like off the plane. He's got to get to the president, obviously. <laughs> like he's got a message for the president that cannot be delayed at the back of the plane. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but I have practiced slowing my anger with those because instead of like wanting to say something, I just. I just turn it off. I know, I know it's not a big deal. Like you said, in the grand scheme of life, getting mad at that person that walks by everybody, even though it is not courteous to, to skip in front of everybody that's waiting. Cause there is a system to unloading an airplane, right? Right. It goes, and there's, yeah, there's a way a process, to do it. And it's not random. Uh, so yeah, that, I, what about you? I would say, what's your, like your, uh, your hot button or, uh, your one, one of your things, obviously we all have multiple things. So I tend to get like frazzled when I have a bunch of things like I want to get stuff done or like I've got like two or three different things I want to get done. And then like something I go into that should be relatively simple ends up taking like significantly longer. Like, you know, like you'll go like sometimes they'll be like, all right, well, I'm going to go and I've got to get this thing. I got to go online and whatever. And then I'll go online and whatever I'm going to, apparently like, I can't remember my password. And then I got to go search it down. And then the password doesn't work. And then it doesn't do that. And I'm trying to do it. And then it ends up like, I just spent 25 minutes on this stupid little like part of a process that should have taken me two minutes. And so then after that is a domino effect. Cause then I feel the pressure of being behind on the other things that I'm doing. And then then if one little thing goes wrong there, it just escalates. So like I find myself and then all of a sudden it won't just be like, Oh man, that sucks. I got to do it. Like it's more just like, are you serious? Like this is what's happening right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. like don't, doesn't the world understand that I'm trying to get these projects done and like, it, you know, and then all of a sudden, right. And then I'm the victim. Cause then, you know, where I go to with that is everybody's against me. Well, everyone, man, <laughs> yeah. you know what? The manufacturers of this website obviously went in and changed my information so that it would be harder for me to get in because their their point of existing is to make my life as hard as possible, right? right. Like those are the lies that I kind of start to buy into. Um, and you know, th- to be honest, like there's a lot of really practical things you can tell people like with stuff like this. But I, I think that one of the things that we need to be mindful of, especially with this podcast, is that you know, it's not just about practical stuff, right? There are practical things and we've shared some of those here, you know, and a lot of the practical things that we've shared for other things would also apply here, right? You know, it's being patient, it's slowing things down, it's asking questions, it's doing those things. But one of the things that we need to remember, especially when it comes to anger, is that we need to understand that at all times, we are a representation of Jesus Christ. Right. And if you look in scripture, there was one time that Jesus, Jesus reserved anger for a very specific thing. And that was when his father's house was being defiled. Right. That's the only time. Yeah. That was the only time. And if you think about it, he was confronted with sin constantly. 
He was confronted with adultery. He was confronted with deceiving and lying. He was confronted with actual manipulation of the religious stuff by the religious leaders. None of that made him angry. Now, he spoke firmly to people. He spoke directly to them, but he did not get angry. Right. And I think that there's a lot to be said there. And I think that part of the reason that we struggle is because there's not like a period of time. Like, I don't remember a time where my parents sat me down and they're like, all right, we're going to walk you through how to process anger. Right. Yeah, like those never, conversations never. don't happen. Nope. It's just something that you almost have to adapt to, or you hope that you're around people, or maybe you read something or consume something that can help you do it. But overall, we're kind of left our own devices on it. So it's no wonder that anger is such a problem in that it was specifically addressed in this letter to the church in Corinth, because anger is something that, so one of the things we have to acknowledge too about anger is anger comes directly from the heart. Yes. Anger, just like love is an outpouring of the love that we feel from others and the love that we receive from Christ, anger is the same thing. Yep. So if we, and, and listen, anger comes in different forms, right? So I, one of the things that I had to do personally when I was on a journey, cause I intentionally took, like I invested a couple of years into being very conscious of what I got upset about and what I got angry about. And then really like figuring out how do I health, like in a healthy way, process through those things. Um, and, you know, so I realized I had to get to the root cause of a lot of the things. And I realized that one of the causes to that was music that I listened to. Wow. Interesting. Like, yeah. And, and granted, in my younger years, I listened to a lot of different things. And I love music. Like, I've said this in here too, and you can hate me if you want to. The only music I can't get on board with is country music. I just... <laughs> it doesn't do anything for me. I've tried, whatever. But I listen to pretty much everything else. Well, there are some very unhealthy songs and artists and stuff to listen to out there. And I'm not going to get into the whole things about like bad words and good words and cuss words or whatever. I'm talking about actual content wise. Like, you know, I'll, I'll let me touch on somebody who like our generation knew as like, oh my gosh, like Eminem, right? So Eminem came out when I was late teenager, like early 20s and stuff. Yep. So like he hit the scene and like, it was crazy. And, and, and listen, you know, in my early age, like that was, it was popular music and I listened to it, but I noticed something in myself when I would listen to Eminem and listen, this is not a podcast to like endorse listening to Eminem if it doesn't make you angry, because there are probably some other unhealthy reasons that we should listen to music that is as heavily involved in anger and stuff. But anyway, I would listen to him and it would actually affect my heart. Like it would actually affect the way that I looked at the world around me. Like I found yep. myself more on edge. I found myself like more short with people and stuff as a result of me consistently like feeding myself this negativity and things like that. So, you know, I had to be very mindful of that. So Sam, is there anything like you found in your life that are root causes of maybe your quickness to frustration or anger or anything? Like, is there anything that you feel that are, is contributing or that you've noticed, hey, if I, you know, if I watch a bunch of TV or if I'm on my phone for a really long period of time, like I'll end up. Yeah. I think for me, one of the things that has always triggered my anger is my competitiveness. Mm -hmm. uh, just growing up in, in a lot of people of the, are competitive people, whether they play sports or not, you could just be competitive at board games, you know, whatever. It's just God wired me to be competitive. Yeah. But I was channeling that competitiveness in the wrong way because I thought 
if I get mad, I play better, or if I get mad, I yeah. it's more intensity. I, yeah, more intensity, yeah. or or uh, you know, and really, th- there's no direct correlation to that. Uh, some people do happen to play better, but that's yeah. not a direct correlation, right? Uh, well, anger and, negatively impacts everything else. Like it, like even in a fight, right? They tell you don't fight angry because you're gonna leave yourself open, and because your brain is gonna work properly, right? And let's face it, when you ride when anger you're riding the emotional roller coaster. So mm-hmm. you're going to have your high when you're really angry, mm-hmm. but then you're going to have your low, right? When you slow down. And in sports, you don't want to ride the roller coaster. The most mm-hmm. controlled athletes and the most controlled people, whether it's even in a, in a board game, are people that stay around the same level of emotion, right? They don't go up and down sure. to the extremes, right? Because the extremes, like you said, that's kind of how we, you know, we focus on me, 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 and all, and our heart comes out. Like you said, God knows our heart. Yeah. Right. He knows it's a, if it's a heart of love or if there's anger coming out of your heart. Yeah. You know, the other thing that I'm even just thinking about as we're talking about it too is it's kind of unfair for us as Christ followers, right? Like as we, as even on this topic, it's almost unfair for us as Christ followers because God is calling us to navigate in a world where people constantly do things that would cause us to get angry or constantly get angry at us with things that we're doing, right? So we're like kind of bombarded with it regularly, but there's no like caveat here. It's not like Paul's like, well, like if you didn't get enough sleep, like it's okay. Or like, well, you know, if you, you know, if you didn't, that's just what gets you upset. Cause listen, I've, you know what, what bugs me about this is like the people too that you talk with that are like, well, I mean, it's just how I am. Like just who I am. I'm like, no, it's not. No. Like, yeah. Or if you, you know, I'm just, that's, that's my personality. You know, it's like, no, it's not no. like it, it is. It's your unchecked personality. Like it's your person. Right. Like you're, you're saying I'm not willing to put in any work to make it better. So this is just who I am. Right. That's a, that's another topic for another day. But like, I, I think that I do believe that it's, it's so important for us to recognize what the things are and see, we talk about identifying the root causes because once you identify the root causes, it actually serves as a warning. Right. So one of the things that I had to do in my life was I had to start to realize internally and a little bit externally, but mainly internally when I started to walk down the path to anger, um, you know, and, and again, <laughs> we always come back to this, right? But what is anger rooted in pride? Yep. Anger is rooted in pride because I am right. And now on top of me feeling that I'm right or that I have been wronged, I'm now going to infuse this emotional response on top of it, right? right? And so so often my original findings are are misguided, so then my response ends up being misguided as well and then whatever. And I'll tell you this with me too. Here's the other conse- here's another consequence. When I didn't check my anger, man, I like really messed up relationships. Like yep. really messed them up. Yep. To, and like not not irreparable but like I had to come back and eat a ton of crow because I right. would flip out on people. Like I, I would, and part of it too is cause I like to argue. So, <laughs> so like, you know, but anyway, like I, I've had to be like just very, very mind, very mindful, um, um, of what that is. But I think that it's so, I almost wish that this would have been like a separate thing. Like I almost wish that Paul would have been like, don't do these things. And by the way, I want to take some time here. Like, love is slow to anger. Like, it 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 does not ang- it does not get angry. Like it right, right. 
That's what love looks like. Yep. Not easily angered. It says yeah. not like not means no. Right. And uh, I think part of it too, for us as Christians, right? Like you said, Jesus modeled it. He only got upset one time and for the right reason. They were, you know, they were defiling his father's house. So we need to realize that there are everyday opportunities to get angry, but, but he did not. And we need to have that mindset of not buying into our emotions, right? I mean, if you look at Galatians 5, you know, 22 through 24, when it talks about the fruit of the spirit, right? Uh, Self-control is one of those fruit, right? Oh, yeah. And, and probably one of the most difficult, right? Love is, I mean, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control, right? Uh, and faithfulness and self-control, sorry. And uh, that self-control is in there for a reason, because if you don't have self-control, you might not be kind, you might not be patient, you might not have peace, right? Self-control kind of guides you through a lot of those positive aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. I, I've, I had somebody t- tell me this one time, and I thought it, it ties in really nicely with this, is that you know we should always strive to respond to things as opposed to react to them, right? Anger generally is a reaction. It's not a response. Right. I Anger like is like generally that. a reaction. It's usually not something that's thought out, right? And so, again, Jesus modeled. There are things that can get us angry, right? There are things that, that should anger us. But how that anger manifests itself, too, should be different as well. Like, I can, and we're not, obviously, we don't have enough time to, to get into this either. But also, like, I can be angry about something inwardly and not impact other people with, my, with how right. I react right. to it, right? Like, I could be justifiably angry inside. Like, you know, if somebody were to come up and, you know, do something to hurt my wife, right? I could be angry about that. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to, like, choke somebody out that does it. And it doesn't mean I'm going to, like, punch through a wall or it doesn't mean I'm going to, like, cuss somebody out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can still... And that's what it comes down to, right? I, I, I've, had, I've had conversations with people and they're just like, well, I can't control what I do in a situation. I'm like, really? Yeah, you can. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Like, so is that what you tell your kids? Yeah, go, go ahead and throw a temper tantrum. That's okay. No, no, you can lose control, right? Like we, we look at our kids and say, no, you don't, you don't act that way, right? Because whatever. But then we get older and we feel like, oh, well, I'm an adult. I can, I can do whatever. Like, or I'm justified in this. Or oh, I'm, you know, whatever. And then we come up with all these excuses for it when it's like, no. Like as a Christ follower, we shouldn't be getting angry about things that right. aren't kingdom impactful. Absolutely. Well, listen, um, Again, I, we could spend so much time and really dissect this um, in it, but I think that it's it's good that we, you know, as we go through this list, I'm glad that Paul included this. Absolutely. You know, because it was a real struggle for me. I got angry at dumb stuff constantly. And, you know, I just don't think that God designed us to be that way. Plus, like, we must walk around angry all the time. Right. And, you know, I think, too, uh, the more you practice anger, the more it comes out. Mm-hmm. So it's just like any bad habit or mm-hmm. any bad thing. Like if you allow yourself to get angry, if, you, if you're one of those people that go from zero to, to 10 quickly and you keep doing it, that's a pattern. Yep. And it's going to develop and then it's going to harden your heart. Yep. Right? Your heart, it's coming from your heart. So Yeah, gradually. Yeah. So if we can uh, not get easily angered, like 
Paul says, I think we're going to be living out that Christian life a little better. Well, and, and, and as a practical like step for people too, the one of the best things to do, go find somebody in your life that you have found that processes things like that really well and just ask them. So I noticed that you don't really get upset about stuff, or I noticed that like, like you reacted this way and I would have reacted differently. Like, how, like, how do you do it? You know, cause everybody's going to be a little different and it also would give you like give, you know, you as a listener or whoever is working on this, the ability to get different tips and stuff like that. Cause what might work for one person won't work for another. But I do think that it, it is. And, and I mean, it takes a while. It's not just like you like pick up a book and read it and all of a sudden you're not angry anymore. Like it takes that. But a lot of it too is, is also looking at the bigger perspective, right? We have to look at not just the individual set of circumstances that are in front of us that are getting us angry, but like, how does this really go into the big picture? Is it worth my anger? Like, is it really going to be one thing or another? But you know, the sad part is, is like culture tells you that you're justified in being angry at everything. Like, and that you should be angry about stuff and everything else, which is totally like counter scripture. Yeah. Totally entitled. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, um, I uh, think this was a good conversation today. And hopefully, you know, listening to this, um, even if it's awareness, right? Like even if it's something maybe you weren't even aware, you know, somebody's listening and they're like, you know what? I didn't realize that anger was a problem for me. But listening to this, I actually think it is like, you know, work through that stuff, like get through it. Because honestly, like God didn't create us to be angry all the time. Nope. Um, So, yeah, just, uh, you know, keep keep at it keep and keep referring to this list you know like we're we're living in this list you know for our episodes but you know go back to it like look at it see if there's something here that, that needs to be worked out so yeah use that scripture right use the scripture yeah to make you stronger when you're when you're in those tough moments yeah well hey uh thanks for tuning in today obviously we're uh you know we'll be here back soon uh, with another episode coming at you so uh, i'm rick i'm sam make sure you desc- subscribe on any of the the channels you listen to we're on apple Podcasts, you know spotify all that kind of stuff. So make sure you subscribe so you can know when our new episodes come out. All right. Well, hey, thanks again for joining us. I'm Rick. I'm Sam. All right.